Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Didrik Stefansson, a realtor in Reykjavik, to talk about the real estate market in Iceland. His nickname is Ditte, and that is how I referred to him during the interview. This topic fascinates me for many reasons, but the main one is that there's a lot of confusion and curiosity about the process of renting or buying in Iceland. I decided to reach out to Ditte because he has been sharing his knowledge about the process on Facebook in groups that we're both a part of, including the group Americans, specifically U.S. citizens, living in Iceland. I could tell that he is passionate about his job and about helping others who want to rent or buy in this country. When I reached out to him about being on the show, he was happy to participate. And I'm glad I'm able to kind of bring this information to people who have either been thinking about what it's like to rent or buy or who are seriously considering doing one or the other. On a side note, I just want to point out that we did the interview in Ditte's office after normal working hours. The cleaning crew was there at the time, so you will hear some background noise from them, such as vacuuming and putting away dishes. I apologize in advance if it is a bit distracting. Additionally, just giving you a gentle reminder that the All Things Iceland podcast giveaway ends on February 20th. If you would like to enter to win some awesome Icelandic prizes, check out the link in the show notes of this episode on my website from foreigntofamiliar.com. I hope you enjoy listening to this interview. Thank you for sitting down with me to chat about a really fascinating topic that I think is interesting to everybody because people need a place to live. And that is the real estate market in Iceland. So whether people who are Icelandic or foreigners, it seems that this is kind of one of those places that you need some expert knowledge on just to understand it better. So I appreciate you kind of taking your time out of your very busy life. You're welcome. I, and I, I agree this is, without a doubt, the biggest financial decision that a regular person makes in their life and makes maybe two or three times. So it's yeah. you better be careful and know like how to proceed. Right. And I mean, even if you speak and know Icelandic... It's still a puzzling process, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. On that note, why did you decide to go into realty and like be a realtor in Iceland? Well, I've always worked in sales. Like I started telemarketing when I was about 17, okay. moved on to selling insurance, did that for a few years. And to me, selling real estate is, I mean, from a salesman's perspective, it's the ultimate sale. Mm, you know, okay. it, it, it's... I mean, there's like just the thrill of closing a sale, you know, it's can't really, really top it. So it wasn't less like intrinsic need to help people find a home. No, that wasn't, that wasn't I mean, the, I mean <laughs> I'm just yes, kidding. I know, but, like... but still, you know, the, pro, the, the process of finding someone, find their future home. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's especially when you're looking, you're not looking into investors, but you're looking at families that are purchasing a home. I mean, the whole process is very special and it is rewarding to... Yeah be a part of that process. Yeah, awesome. I think it's really fun to shop around for homes, but mm-hmm. I'm sure for you it gets old pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, no, I, yes and no. I mean, it's the 
I mean, as the job, traveling around, seeing different homes. I mean, it's you're not closed off somewhere. You're, it's new locations, new. You're seeing. I mean, you're seeing so so much everything from uh, small first buyers, one bedroom apartment, a basement to a 300 square meter penthouse. Yeah, you know, wow. it's 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 interesting. It's okay. quite and diverse. How long have you been doing this in Iceland? About five years. Five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. So Iceland was riding pretty high before the economic crash. Definitely. To the point yeah. where it was just like, Icelanders were basically just like wealthy people wherever they went in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, the economic meltdown happened in 2008. Yes. And I'm just curious, since that happened, and you know, it seems like things have pretty much recovered, but what is the real estate market like now? Um, I would say the market's really good. We are transitioning now from a really strong seller's market. Mm. Is that what probably peaked in around 2017 to a more stable, balanced market? Like, you can feel buyers are more aware of what's the right price for a property, the square meter price in this area. Um, so, the mar like everything that's priced right sells pretty quick, but you don't have the same margin to test the waters and try a higher price. Okay, interesting. And what is the biggest challenge that Icelanders face when looking for a place to buy or rent? Well, it's very, I mean, it's very different mar markets, the rental market and the buying market. The rental market is, has the biggest issues is, I mean, obviously very high rental prices and uh, low supply versus demand. Yeah. So that, that's maybe the biggest issue. The biggest issue the buying buyer's market is facing is, for first-time buyers, is the capital needed. I mean, in, before the crash, you, people were buying on up to 100% mortgages. Wow. But now you are looking at 80 to 85% for first buyers on cheap apartment, maybe 90. But you have to, I mean, both have the capital and you have to qualify for very strict requirements on the payment capability and credit assessment. Okay. That was, it, was, it was put in laws in 2013, and it's basically after the government dictates a certain cost you need, or a certain amount of money you have to have left over after bills paid and to live that you can pay for a mortgage. So, so you're trying to help people be more responsible. Yeah, like. exactly. But it, it is controversial because a lot of people feel like this is not a good reflection of reality. Mm. Like people are paying 250000 for rent, they're making ends meet, even maybe able to save a little bit. And they go to try and buy, and the bank says, "No, you can only pay one hundred ten thousand on a mortgage." Wow. So, so I mean, that is maybe a challenge people yeah. are facing, and, and obviously maybe having a hard time grasping. Like I'm paying this a month; it's working. Like, why can't I pay mortgage for the same right. amount? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that does sound tricky, especially mm -hmm. since it's so expensive to rent here. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and and it's trapping a certain, especially a certain socioeconomic group, on the rental market. Yeah. So do you think that, I mean, this is kind of slightly off topic, but I mean, would this potentially create a larger aspect of classism in Iceland, if that's the case? Yeah, that, that, that's what they've been saying in the news, that this is creating cla a class system. Yeah. And that the lowest class is being basically forced onto the rent market. Yeah. In the 80s, they had this sort of like a program with the government where the government built affordable housing and helped people buying, and and that which was needed then, possibly is needed now, but it's not really being done. Right. That is fascinating. And of course, Iceland keeps getting more expensive. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? 
Um, in terms of real estate, what we're facing is we have a shortage mm-hmm. on the market. We have a, basically, we owe the market apartments. Okay. So after the crash, new de- development slowed down considerably. Um, the Hakstova, the Social Economics Institute, or okay. they say that we need to build 1,500 to 2,000 apartments per year. Whoa. I mean, it's to just face population. I mean, increased population. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have more people moving here than leaving the country, so the population is growing quite fast. Right. I mean, I remember when I was a kid in Iceland, there was 250,000. We're reaching 350. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even though it's just 100,000, it's almost like 25%, 30% growth in a very short time. Right. And we haven't been building that amount. They're saying that in 2020, we'll, we're having a shortage of about 17,000 apartments, give or take. So basically for now, we need at least 6,000 apartments what? on the market. Wow. Um, we would have to, yeah, in 2020, we'll need about 17,000 apartments. Um, we're finishing in 2018, 2020. They estimate 2,226 apartments in 2019, 2000, yeah, about the same, 2019 and 2,700 and 2020. So that's not, we're not even cutting down yeah. on the shortage that was created in the years after the crash. Okay. Well, that explains a lot because I mm-hmm. think when you, not I think, I know for sure when you come to Iceland to visit or if you're just downtown or just like going into some of the, the neighborhoods that are on the outskirts, you're mm-hmm. seeing all this construction. Yes. I mean, there are literally like trucks and people banging and, yeah, you know, yeah, cranes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's becoming a landscape of cranes, to be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, and there are apartment buildings, hotels, homes, mm-hmm. whatever you can think of that are mm-hmm. popping up. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, obviously, there's a need for this. Yeah. I don't know how much for the hotels, for instance. Mm, yeah, but... <laughs> I think that's a complete... <laughs> like, different, yeah. yeah. But is this sustainable? So is this to the point? I, 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 th- I think it is. I mean, I think the developers and the municip- municipalities and the governments which are providing the land need to maybe look at what we're building. Right. I mean, mo- what we've mostly built recently is expensive apartments, mm-hmm. large apartments with few bedrooms. Uh, fit, mostly something that would fit the baby boomer generation that is now selling those large single family homes and downgrading to something to retire in. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they haven't been building much to fit my generation, something that's smaller but with three, four bedrooms. Mm-hmm. They've started that in uh, Morsodsbad, for example. Yeah. And I mean, it's like mo- some of the buildings are sold out like before they even yeah, get them off the ground. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think they're, I mean, it's slowing down in these, or maybe balancing up in these luxurious apartments, mm-hmm. but for regular families, there is a huge need. Right. Yeah, I live in Moso, so I yeah. am seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's so bizarre because I'll go like maybe on a bike ride mm-hmm. around the neighborhood and there's some areas where they're building single family homes, but right across the street from where I live, they're building an apartment building. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Because your mind thinks it's so expensive to rent mm-hmm. right so maybe people are buying these apartments but are there affordable housing situations coming up you know that's the, that's the thing it's like if you're having an yes, affordable we, housing problem yeah i mean they're, they're talking about it in governors uh, and Graur to okay. make but i mean the especially i mean especially reykjavik they have not been providing mm-hmm. lots and the lots they've been providing is to i wouldn't know how to phrase the names to like the areas they're taking these mm. open green areas 
possibly even like in my area, taking an industrial area, tearing it down mm -hmm. and building apartments. Those are more expensive lots. Yeah. More expensive. I mean, just if you're tearing something down, the cost of tearing it down is going to be added to the price of building it. Right. So, so that is also causing the developers to need, need to sell expensive apartments to yeah. cover their costs. Okay. As, as well with the regulations. There's, I mean, the building code here is, and the whole process is very bureaucratic and, and the industry has been talking about the governments stepping in and maybe streamlining their process, mm -hmm. making it faster because the developers have a lot of financial costs related from when they get the lot, get the permits, and that process just takes too long of a time. Yeah. So it's basically paperwork. Is that, yeah. yes. <laughs> it always comes down to administrative stuff yeah. that somehow gets stuck somewhere. Yeah, and it's just months and months and months Whoa. of getting getting permit for this and yeah. this approved and yeah my this is kind of off the topic of apartments yeah. but for a single family home my mm. brother-in-law and his wife they bought a house in Garabay yeah. and they were trying to do different things they needed to get permits and it took mm. forever yeah, I mean they'd had their house for two years mm -hmm. and they're still not completely finished with everything mm. and that to me just seems insane mm. people are having the money to be able to pay for these things and do it the work or mm -hmm. at least get the work done but mm. I mean, they, they, we have, I mean, the reality of living in Iceland with our crazy weather, earthquakes, all that. I mean, of course, the building code has to be strict for right. the housing to survive a lot of the stuff. Right. Like, I mean, the winds here up to a hurricane level yeah. sometimes. It's Breaking windows. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it has to be, but they still can, you know, streamline it in a lot of ways. Okay, so that's talk at the moment. So maybe there'll be some action. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we can only hope. Cross our fingers. <laughs> Are there any surprising fact or facts about real the real estate market in Iceland that people outside of Iceland would not know? Well, definitely the for especially Americans, the fact they come here to buy and they realize that the agent representing the seller is also representing them. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that is, that is a. I found that as a huge surprise, but then from maybe a more of an investment topic is our mortgages, the, both the inflation indexed loans and how high the interest is that you're not able to get fixed interests right. on your mortgage through like a 30 or 40 year period. Right. Yep. Variable yeah. rates. Variable, not fun. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> no. yeah, I was also very surprised about mm -hmm. the agent aspect yeah. because I just thought it seemed unfair in a way. Uh, it, it, I mean, the, the Icelandic law is very strict. It's right. the they have what basically called the Act on Realtors, where they go through everything of the criterion of who can't be a realtor mm. and and how we're supposed to behave and act. And it states there the fifteenth article, I think, it says that the realtor is supposed to be a neutral party mm -hmm. between the buyer and the seller and make sure that neither is made to accept what we call unfair terms. Mm, okay. And, and the laws are very strict on what information we have to provide and what happens if the information isn't right. Okay. However, mm -hmm. there are humans involved. Yes, and exactly. There's always going to be some bias, and maybe not towards one seller or to the buyer or whatever, mm -hmm. but just in terms of, like you I mentioned mean, this before I, we started talking about commission, for instance, right? Yeah, like, and, and, and the, I mean, definitely, it, like in my job, like, of course, I have to be honest about the state of the house, right. like the condition, like the legal, the paperwork I have to provide. But when it comes to the price, for example, 
I mean, it, uh, the seller is paying me commission right. or the firm, and it is my job to get him the highest possible price. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to negotiations on the price, like nobody can claim he's gonna be unbiased in that right, in, yeah. in that negotiation. Yeah, and I appreciate your honesty with that because I feel like that can potentially be a touchy subject for an agent because mm-hmm. it might seem that. All, you know, you're potentially being unethical, but I just think it's just the nature of the job, right? In terms of as a human and, yeah. you're, you know, you're playing on both sides, which is yeah, kind of yeah, a bizarre that, that, situation that, to be in. That, definitely. I mean, when we go into it, we evaluate the property, you look at what's sold recently around, like what the trend is for that area. Right. And and obviously that's something I, you go over with a buyer when they think about buying like this is like the area has been like this, mm-hmm. you know, not, nobody's going to go and fake numbers right. but but it's still I would never be like it would be hard for me to say no don't pay that price right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. and non-Icelandic or mm. non-EEA people yeah. members citizens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who want to buy a property in Iceland mm-hmm. what is that process like for them well it, it's very different for I mean all foreigners that have their permanent residency mm-hmm. can buy a property okay so if you are a permanent resident you get, can't no matter your nationality but for those that are not and outside of the eu or ea they need to apply for a, basically an exemption from those laws from the ministry of interior okay so how that process works that you you look for a home you make an offer you actually go into the contract the closing. Wow. Okay. Um, the, how, yeah. how this has been handled in cases I've come close to is the seller pays the initial payment into a holding account with the real estate firm, which all real estate firms are bound to la- by law to have and are highly regulated by the by financial authorities. Okay. Like we have to turn in frequent reports, and after the contract signed, it's been paid on the account, an application with the original copy of the contract is taken to the ministry, mm-hmm. and there they take their decision on whether it is approved or not. If it's not approved, the contract is just legally voided, and the money is just basically refunded. Doesn't that kind of suck for the seller, though, because like you get to the almost the end stage, mm-hmm. And there's a potential that this person won't be able to close just based off of their status yeah. in the country. Yeah, so I guess the seller just takes that risk to some degree. Def- definitely, and yeah. it's something the seller, of course, is made aware of in the offer process. Right. Um, but statistically, it's not very likely it's going to be denied. Like okay. in 2018, there were 11 requests, and out of those, two were denied. Okay. And, and mostly, they... they I don't know of a case ever where they've denied this on a apartment in the city or a house in the city. Mm. What they are denying is valuable lands, something that could possibly hold water rights or development in the future. Okay. So I think that's more what the like um, most the probably the most talked about case was a Chinese investor that tried to buy a land called Grimstad, mm-hmm. and, and that was. Denied by the government, he wanted to put up a huge tourism facility. But oh, was he transparent about that at um, first? I mean, he was, but yeah. what, what, what they were feeling is that maybe the, that he wasn't like, that was just the, maybe there was something else still okay. behind it as well. Yeah. So, so but for a, 
like the regular American that wants to buy an apartment downtown Reykjavik, you know, it's statistically speaking very unlikely that it's going to be tonight. Right, okay. And then, then the EA or the EA or EU residents mm-hmm. that are living in Iceland or have base of like a work here, have a company here, mm-hmm. they can buy without a problem. And that's based on the, the European Union free flow right. of capital. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure I understand this. So mm-hmm. What if a person who is from the U.S. can get this special exemption, but they, let's just say, they're, all their funds are in the U.S. or mm-hmm. in the country of whatever they're, mm-hmm. where they're coming from that mm-hmm. normally wouldn't be you know, considered within the normal mm-hmm. Icelandic or EA or resident permit mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. that still gets approved to buy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. definitely... I, I, I've helped Americans that just have apartments here as vacation homes. Nice. Okay. So, so, and, and then they just, I mean, they have to go get the Kenitala, mm-hmm. open a bank account. Right. All that process, but. Right. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that just because I've only gone through the process as a person living here. Mm-hmm. And I've not really talked to a lot of people who have decided just to buy a vacation home in Iceland, mm-hmm. right? So that's just kind of fascinating to know mm-hmm. that that is possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I don't know how many people are <laughs> interested in doing that, but you never know. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Iceland is own vacation homes in Spain. That's you true. Know, that is so. very true. I mean, it's just one of those things where, because I just think of summer homes of Icelandic people, things, yeah, yeah, they yeah, call yeah. them summer homes, even though yeah, they exactly, go there yeah, yeah, exactly. every yeah. part of the year. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any advice for first home buyers in Iceland? A lot. Yeah. I probably well, could do like a... Three, your knowledge. Yeah, we could probably do like a whole hour on that. <laughs> yeah. But my, I mean, my, I mean <laughs> my best advice would be to prepare as well as you can. Do your research on where you want to live, what it is that you want out of an apartment. Mm. You know, just don't just buy anything just to buy, you know. Um, as well, what I've been given a lot of advice is to... My friends that are still single or couples without kids, I mean, it's very tempting to save yourself the money, go into the one bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, cheapest option, but if you, is there any chance of any changes in, for example, your family pattern in the next years, like I'd say buy something you can stay in longer, buy that one extra bedroom, yeah. because just the cost of selling like the commission, buying something else, the stamp fees, the taxes, it's always going to be at least a million kronas. Yeah, okay. So so if you can afford it, try to buy something you can stay in as long as is possible. Thanks. So. Okay. And, and and as well then like if you're unsure, you're looking at something, you're not sure you like uh, you can view it, the condition like evaluate future maintenance costs, like get someone that close to you a professional carpenter mm-hmm. like building engineer to go with you look to evaluate the home yeah evaluate mm-hmm. okay yeah that definitely makes sense i feel like that's one of the things that it's so easy mm-hmm. you buy the place mm-hmm. or even rent the place and then you realize that the windows are broken and you hadn't seen that crack in the you know like yeah, or, I, you, I, I, or even about the building association right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like what the rules are for that specific building association mm-hmm. yeah. one time we were looking at a place in Gravador, mm-hmm. they needed to replace the roof. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that until a little bit into the process. Okay. And we were like, oh, well, you know, how much is that going to be? And mm-hmm. when is this planned? Uh-huh. And of course, everyone's paying into it. So then that's an additional cost. So yeah, but, a- but in it, like, then there we go back to the laws and realtors. I mean, right. we have separate laws on just realtors. And then we have another laws that are 
uh, on basically the process of selling real estate. I mean, it's just this whole whole thing. And in, in both those laws, there we have what we probably call the English a sale overview, mm -hmm. which is the most important legal document of the whole process. Okay. In that is everything supposed to be stated about the apartment, its location, when it was built, what its building material, size, um, real estate tax, the mandatory fire insurance, and if it's uh, in on a comp complex or even like attached homes, there is always this homeowners association. It's bound by law. Mm. And all we are supposed to gather a report from that association, which is supposed to be private, uh, provided separately to mm -hmm. the buyer, and the most important information taken into the sales overview. Right. So when you go to view a place, the realtor is supposed to be able to provide you with that information. Like from when you view it the first time, and if the there is planned any maintenance, plan to change the roof, change the plumbing, paint the windows. Yeah. Like this is something the realtor is supposed to provide you with. If not, and it comes up after closing that this was known, either the seller or the realtor both might be liable. Mm, okay, that is good to know as well. So your mm. rights as a buyer or. Well, I guess rights as, as a renter too, which I'm interested mm -hmm. to know. Are the renters in Iceland protected well? Well, I think there are actually not many countries in the world where renters are as protected mm -hmm. as in Iceland. It's, it's even, I mean, we have special laws on that separate from the selling. Um, it states how the contract's supposed to be. It even sa uh, says that if a no contract is signed, mm -hmm. The law views it as a contract has been made that is not timed with a six months uh, resignation. Period. Okay. So yeah. renters are people usually are not aware of those rights, but renters in Iceland are very protected. Okay. And are these resources are they available in any other language than Icelandic? Uh, some of the laws are available in some regulations you can find in English yeah. online. There is, like, uh, Nathan Dostova, the consumer agency, okay. can help with those cases. But, but yes, the, the rental market can be tricky, mostly in today's market, because the renter's always in a vulnerable position. If I go complain, if I make a fuss, like, will I lose the apartment? Will yeah. I find something out? I mean, I, that's what I see as the, the biggest issue. Yeah, okay. And... Do you have a favorite property that you rented or sold? Uh, I mean, I think it's been somewhere probably around 150 properties okay. like in, in these years. So it's really hard to find any one that's been a favorite. Yeah. But for me, the process of helping first time buyers, that's, I, I mean, your, your first apartment is always something that's very special. Yeah. So I, I, that probably the process I enjoy the most. Okay. And are you seeing more first time buyers? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you look at statistically from 2010 till now, it's been a constant increase. And in 2015, in 2018, it was about 25% of mm. residential purchases that were made by first-time buyers. Wow. And where do you think they're getting this capital from? Because I think that's, the, like you said, one of the major mm. challenges mm -hmm. is coming up with 15, 20% of the total amount of mm -hmm. what the apartment, you're going to buy the apartment for, mm -hmm. right? So that's a quite good chunk of change. That's a, I mean, in, and with Icelandic real estate prices, I mean, compared to the U.S., yeah. you, 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 you get a lot in the U.S. for, yes. for what you get here. Yes. So um, 
I mean, a lot of it is a lot of people are getting help from grandparents, family. Mm. I mean, some people have saved up, obviously, not everyone's there, but a lot of young people that find the first private day are getting help from somewhere. Okay. Makes sense. And do you have a favorite Icelandic word or phrase? You do? Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> it's a very the most Icelandic thing to say. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. And I, 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 in in a lot, I mean, it. I find it it describes the Icelandic mentality so much. Yeah. And 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 I mean, in the end, no matter what happens, it always works out. Maybe not the way you want it, you know, but it always <laughs> does in the end. Uh, that's just a very good way of saying, like, you know what? That's just how life is, mm. and you just have to accept what mm. you got, right? It is what it is. It's always it is. is. What it is. Yeah. So, that's pretty funny. That's, uh, I think, the most popular phrase, the word or phrase, for sure. And I think mm. that just sums up, in general, mm-hmm. the Icelandic yeah, And I, I like it as well, because, I mean, my wife, being from the States, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, this attitude does not apply yeah. In, in the States a lot. Yeah. Not, so, not very well. No. Because it, it, it gets translated as, like, you don't have a plan necessarily, mm-hmm. and you just figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that gives people like me, especially I'm from New York, anxiety. Because I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, we need a plan. <laughs> we need to be organized. Right? We, can, we have a strategy. Yeah. Whereas, like, I said to people, like, you don't have a control out of a, over a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. And so life just is kind of like, yeah, oh, and, and I, I think with how, I mean, modern day living came a lot later to Iceland than That's most true. of Europe and the States. So I think it's just ingrained in the national mentality. Like a lot of the things you had no control over, we just, right. you just had to deal with it. Yeah. True. Okay. So if people have questions mm-hmm. about renting or buying and they want to come to you to talk about it, mm-hmm. where could they reach you? Um, you can always find me on Facebook, you know, in the away from home or on my business page. You can send me a message on my private page or in my email okay. or just call me. Okay. And I'll have your details, of course, yeah. in the show notes of this episode so people can check that out. But is there anything else you want to add? Mostly just with uh, when you're buying, like, be prepared when you go into it. Make sure, I mean, read up to try and figure out what data it is you're supposed to be provided with, mm. you know? Like, meaning you get access to the place. Access, you, you make sure you view it well. Right, make, okay, make, yeah. make sure you have, like, the sales overview, the state the statement from the homeowners Association. I mean, don't take anyone's word for things being one way or another. Make sure you have it in writing. Because, like, a, one lawyer that I worked with used the phrase, it. like, in, when it comes to real estate, when things are going good, doesn't matter what's on the papers, just what what is said. Right. But as soon as something goes off track, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anyone said. Right. It's just what's what's in in word signed on paper. Right. So is it good then to have a lawyer look over the sales mm, overview for you? I, no, I, I wouldn't say you would need a need a lawyer because of how strict the Icelandic law frame okay. is about how it's supposed to be done. Right. But I'm just just make sure you ha- like read it over. Make sure you look at the clauses. Is there a saying? Is does it state that there are windows leaking? Like mm. that. And and when you view the place, view it critically to compare to the information that you have. Like does it says this is all right? But make sure that you look. Like is it right? Yeah. Okay. And the sales overview is normally in Icelandic. It's. I mean, it has to be 
for, in, because for legal purposes, it has to be. Mm -hmm. So as well, like if you're, I mean, most religions can translate to English. Okay. I, I think there's a very small majority that can't, but if you're from a country, Eastern Europe, Asia, like, have a translator go over it. With yeah. You at least, okay. You know, like even get one to go with you to the contract. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you.